Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 2 of Forgotten Events. I am your host, Katie. This story is a bit unusual in that no one has or probably ever will solve it, even though to many, it seems pretty clear what happened. This is the story of the Houston Icebox Murders. The first thing Houston Police Captain Charles Bullock noticed as he entered a house on Driscoll Street in Houston the evening of June 23, 1965, was that someone didn't want him using the back door. Flower pots had been stacked against the entrance, forcing him and his partner to push their way inside the house. The two were there to perform a welfare check on Fred and Edwina Rogers, an elderly couple. Their nephew, Marvin Martin, was concerned when he failed to reach them by phone and became further concerned when they did not answer their door. As they entered the kitchen, something bothered Captain Bullock. Something just didn't feel right. Captain Bullock said he glanced inside their refrigerator. He said, I don't know why I looked in the refrigerator. For some reason, I just opened it. Something just led him to that door. He took a quick inventory of its contents, which appeared to be nothing but shelves of hog meat. They concluded the Rogers family must have been to the butcher recently. But with the house empty, it it looked like it would all spoil. It appeared that no one had been home. He started to close the door when something grabbed his attention. Inside the vegetable drawer, was what appeared to be a woman's head, her eyes looking in Bullock's direction. He froze. Then he slammed the door shut. When he opened it again, the head was still there. What Bullock thought was hog meat turned out to be the dismembered remains of Fred and Edwina Rogers. Fred's head was found in another drawer. His eyes had been removed. The murders had been committed on Father's Day, and the person most likely to know something about the gruesome act would be Charles, the couple's adult son. At the time, he would have been 43. Autopsies revealed that Edwina had died as a result of a single gunshot to the head, though a weapon like that was never found. Fred, it appeared, 
had gotten the worst of it. He had been beaten to death in what was seemingly a vindictive mutilation. One question would arise. Where was Charles? Fred Rogers, 81, was a retired real estate salesman. His wife, Edwina, 79, was a sales representative. One would think with jobs like theirs, they would be somewhat comfortable in life. But there was an element to their lives that was quite a surprise. The surprise was that Charles owned the home. He actually lived there with his parents. And it would be discovered later that even the neighbors had no idea that Charles lived there. Charles was a veteran of World War II, and he had been in the Navy, and that's where he learned to fly planes. He had attended the University of Houston, where he earned a degree in nuclear physics. He later became a seismologist, and spent several years working for Shell Oil. What we know for certain about Charles is that he was, uh, I think, unusual. I, I think I'll use that adjective to describe him. Each day, he would leave the house before his parents were up and then come back after dark when they were in bed. It was rumored that Charles and his mother had not actually seen each other face-to-face in almost five years at the time of her death. They typically communicated by passing notes in the house, you know, sliding them under closed doors. There was no clarity as to what led to this unusual living arrangement. And although it appeared they did not get along, People believe Charles wanted to care for his parents. That was somewhat obvious because they were living in his home. Captain Bullock believed the bodies had been cut up in the bathroom and Charles' attic bedroom. They found blood as well as a handsaw that they believe had been used to perform the dismemberment. It also appears that the killer took his time and had some knowledge of human anatomy. Now, I won't go into a lot of detail at this point in the story because really, guys, it's it's too gory. But let's just say that their body parts and their innards were found in some unusual places. Authorities wanted to discuss any evidence they had with Charles. They issued an all-points bulletin and launched a nationwide bolo. As the only presumably living member of the household, his insight, or let's say his confession, would prove invaluable. But it would be a mystery as to Charles's whereabouts. Police could never locate him. And in 1975, in order to probate the Rogers estate, Charles was declared legally dead. This would become one of Houston's most 
hideous murders and be one of its most notorious unsolved cases. And as you can imagine, this allowed many theories of what happened to surface. And I will give you an example. A book titled The Icebox Murders, written in 2003 by forensic accountants and amateur sleuths Hugh and Martha Gardner, tried to present a more believable theory. They argued that Fred and Edwina were abusive and manipulative parents doing everything from taking loans out against their son's home to forging his signature on deeds to other properties he owned. And after many years of being browbeaten and financially ripped off, Charles lashed out in an orgy of violence, smashing his father's head in. They believed that the lesser violence on Edwina, I mean, if you could call that lesser, showed that Fred was probably the master abuser. The gardeners asserted that a few days after the murders were committed, Someone matching Charles's physical description was overheard asking about a job overseas and was using an alias. They claimed that Charles utilized his contacts in the oil and mining industries to allow him to end up in Mexico. The book also asserts that Charles met a violent end of his own when a wage dispute involving some miners in Honduras ended with a pickaxe lodged in his head. Now, the Houston Press labeled the Gardner's book a work of, quote, fact-based fiction and supposition, end quote, leaving no conclusion. There is absolutely no evidence pointing to Charles being in another country. However, since he did own his own plane at one point, some believed that could have made it easier for him to take a job outside of the U.S. Today, 55 years later, I cannot imagine that someone would ever solve this case at this point. If it wasn't Charles who committed this gruesome crime, how does one explain his disappearance? I mean, who else had motive to kill Fred and Edwina? And if Charles was also killed alongside his parents, why did the killer take the time to remove all traces? I mean, all traces of him. Why didn't they find Charles's body parts along with his parents? If Charles has indeed been out there, he did a great job doing what he always did, hiding from the rest of the world. I guess we will never know who actually killed Fred and Edwina Rogers.